What is going on, my Shift Gear podcast enjoyers? It is a random, random Tuesday in January. There is nothing going on. Uh, we had Liverpool regionals this week, but other than that, like it's it's the same damn thing over and over. But that's why we're here. We're, we we try to create cool stuff to get people interested about this boring ass format. And uh, to be honest, that's like kind of beyond our capabilities at this point. But <laughs> we didn't ask me anything this week, and some of the questions were actually so jokes that we're pretty excited to answer them on the pod this week. Nice, yeah. Um, to start off, we are going to start doing a weekly segment, and maybe, Kieran, you can explain this better, but more or less just trivia. Yeah, we thought we'd just mess around, try something new. I was a guest on the Drew Too Many podcast, and we had some trivia, and I thought it was really fun. So, I don't know, I thought you guys can play along at home. Me and Neil will each have, like, I think a somewhat difficult trivia question related to the card game uh, every week. So send DM either me or Neil uh, questions, good trivia questions you have if you want us to ask them. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you mine first. Okay, you go first. Okay, and for full context, like I had no idea what to ask this guy, and then I like looked at my wall and I was like, "Oh wait, <laughs> I can ask him that." So this is the question, and it, to be honest, it's not a good question. But there were <laughs> there were three Pokemon cards from Diamond and Pearl, okay, from the Diamond and Pearl like Platinum era, reprinted in celebrations. What were these three cards? Okay, uh, Luxray level X for sure, Garchomp level X for sure. It's two, and then. Claydol. Claydol's the last one. That was pretty good. That was clean. <laughs> right, that was nice. clean. Yeah, there's three of them. It seemed like there was like three from like every era more or less. Yeah. So that was the three from Dumbledore. Yeah. The other eras were what? So like EX era, we had Rockets Admin, Gardevoir Delta. There was a Gold Star too, I think, right? Was it? You're, yeah. Umbreon? One. Umbreon Gold Star? Umbreon Gold yeah, Star. Okay. And then there's one more EX. One more EX? Oh, Mew EX. Mew EX. Yeah. There yeah. you go. So. Wait, wait did yeah, a Manectric EX get reprinted too or no? No, no. Mew Manectric was the okay, deck. Yeah, it's probably yeah. why I'm making the association. True. Okay, yeah. nice. All right, Neil, my question's a little more difficult. <laughs> I don't know if you can be able to get oh, it. God. Okay. Right. Put it on me. So it pertains to the World Championship. I was going to do all of them, but I think I, I picked just the modern era. So anything 2017 and onwards. Can you tell me okay. which Pokemon card, like it's a Pokemon, has been played the most in the winning decks? And can you also tell me which trainer card has been played most in the winning decks? And just to clarify, like if, if someone played four copies in their list, I only counted that as one. Okay. And by winning, you mean only the decks that came only in first Only the place. decks that came in first place. That kind of throws mine out the window, because I was going to say Gardevoir, because I know it did well a few years back, and it did well again. So I'm not saying like the Pokemon itself, but it's the same card. So like for example, like Mew EX, or Mew V, and like, I don't know, if there was a Mew EX that won, like that doesn't count as the same card. That has to be the same card. Oh, like the exact exactly. same card. Yeah. If you want, we can do Pokemon too, because that was my backup question. <laughs> yeah, that one's interesting. Like, because that means it would have to have been, it had to have survived a rotation, kind of came out within like May or April, and then survived two rotations, most likely. What card was this? Okay, so, okay, hold up. My, my first guess is Zorak GX. Uh, no, but you're in the right era. I'm in the right era, okay. Well, just think about what one worlds. The problem is I wasn't playing much back then, so I don't True. really know. Th- that was in the time I took a break. Um, I'm trying to think. So, Malamar did well. I forget what won that year, though. That 2018 year. I Zoro totally did win. I'll give you that as a hint. Was it Zoro Garb that won? Yeah. So, Zoro Garb does contain so, the card that, that it is. So, is it Gar- Trash Lanch? No. 
It's not trash land. Okay, it was played in the 2017 winner's deck, and it was played in the 2018 winner's deck. This is actually the only card, Pokemon card that was in more than one deck that's won Worlds. So, Is it Tapu Lele? It is Tapu Lele GX. Oh, okay. That was actually one of my first guesses. But I thought that'd be too easy. I thought you'd just pick something else. Yeah, okay. Okay, sick. And then and the then trainer. The trainer one, I think you can get. This one's not that hard. Ultra Ball? Yeah, it's Ultra Ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was actually like... Could, that was a little bit difficult. Yeah. Like, I thought about it. Like, if it wasn't Ultra Ball, I don't know what I would have chosen. Maybe, like, research? So, I think I looked. So, Ultra Ball has been in three world's winning decks. The other cards that have been in two, we have Boss's Orders, Path to the Peak, okay. Switch, Mysterious Treasure, and Bridget, Guzma, Sycamore, Field Blower, Rescue Stretcher, and Choice Band. So. These are all in multiple? Yeah. It's just because, like, I don't know, when, like, you have rotation, I guess cards don't stay that much. Like, Ultra Ball wasn't legal for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so. Interesting. There you go. Okay, well, that, like that's it. our first trivia segment. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think. Yeah, that's pretty fun. I think it's trivia. fun. I like doing that. have to that. that one back. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take a space of our sponsored spot that don't, doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> we have no good sponsor this week. Like, we have a few people who, like, are, hey, do this, do that. But, like, no one's serious, bro. This is the problem. No. We need, like, some serious, like, y'all need to write us a script and be like, here, I'm going to give you the script and you're going to embarrass yourself on live for me. Hey, bro, I'll, we'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now. I just need uh, need some ammo. Anyways, let's get over, let's get off to one of the cool things we put out today, uh, the Ask Me Anything, which ended up being, like, 50% Pokemon-related questions, 50%, like, questions about, like, random <laughs> jank. So, <laughs> thank you to everybody who wrote in. We are going to be answering the random jank, so I think it's kind of jokes, yeah. kind of mix everything in here um all right should we just start let's just wrap rapid fire him off all right bet all right we're starting do you think kevin durant regrets his decision to join the golden states warriors as it changes as his <laughs> sorry i can't speak it bro it's late dog i almost <laughs> fell asleep like four times before we recorded this um he regrets his decision to join the golden state warriors as it changed his legacy i mean i think yes because you see him beefing on twitter with everyone whenever they bring up the fact that they're uh i don't want to say fake rings but they're definitely the least impressive rings probably in NBA history. So yeah. I think he regrets it. Um, it seems like he wants validation, but no one's going to validate that. Like, like imagine if like, I don't know. I'm trying to come up with a Pokemon analogy. It's like... Uh, ima- like if Tor joined the Shuffle Squad? Sure, if Tor joined the Shuffle Squad, squad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I think... I'm gonna go an opposite route and say he's a bag chaser, and I don't think he regrets anything. He just seems like he cares so much about what people think, right? Yeah. I mean, what is more gratifying than rings? No, but I think he he wants to be seen as like the best. Like he had like a tweet the other week where he's like, "Why am I not in the goat conversation?" So it's like, I don't he's know. He's not serious. Bro. He isn't serious. Not yeah. Serious. All right. Well, moving on. I, <laughs> that one can be debated to death. Uh, how do you feel about Gardevoir going into the Paldean Fates format? So the next, this format or the next one? This one, right? Paldean? I suppose it would be the yeah, Paldean Fates, okay, with Moonlight Hill. I mean, I think... Basically standard plus Moonlight Okay, Hill, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think Gardevoir is already, like, S-tier deck right now. It's getting a little tool that can help it a little bit more. So, I mean, I, I don't have any, like, super strong opinions. I, I think it's already S-tier, and it continues to stay S-tier. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the best loss zone box variant other than Tina going into Knoxville? Uh, that's a good question. Um... Uh, my gut says Kyogre, because like I feel like it's very underprepared for, and I think with the yeah. uptick in like uh, Mew and 
Roaring Moon. Kyogre is like really good against both of those. I mean, like Kyogre is basically four prizes versus Mew, and they don't play Mana Fee. It's the same thing, four prizes against Mew. Uh, and we've seen a lot of people just cut Mana Fee from their deck. So I think Kyogre is actually positioned to do well. Um, Sablezard, I think, is all right. It's actually pretty decent into Roaring Moon, which is nice. It's good, really good into Tina, which is nice. Um, it just, I don't know, it struggles a bit against Gardevoir if they play Jirachi. Um, I'm not sure how its Charizard matchup is. It might be okay, but I don't know. To me, it's not bad. Yeah, so I don't know, either Zard or Kyogre, but I'm, I'll say Kyogre. What about you and Yale? I'm gonna go off the off the chart here and say Tropius Glasses. That like Tropius super glasses. glasses variant with uh, Moon and Hands. I just feel like you have an answer to everything. Like obviously, it's one of those like pretty builds where like you need things to go your way, but yeah. it seems fun. And I actually like I've been doing a lot of Sable Zard testing recently, and it's it's actually pretty good. Um, the only problem is like normally your lines to win are really linear. And when you're playing against good opponents, they just kind of take that away. So nice. that that one's kind of whatever. Sure. But yeah, I, I do think Lost One's actually in a curious spot right now. I think it's in a position where it could kind of make it. Yeah, I think it's all right. Uh, I mean, Jirachi everywhere is annoying. So that's why you kind of have to focus on these builds that play uh, the yeah. other stuff. So yeah. Also, do you want to name the people who asked the questions too? So we can have them out. Yeah, sure. I can. Okay. Uh, that was Anthem Maxwell. And the first one was, oh, sorry. Gardevoir was Moonstar. And the first one was Mark Dyson. Okay, nice. Okay. We got our boy, J-Star TCG, hey. the GOAT. Uh, who is the next GTA player to top eight original who hasn't? You can make a short list of your top three players if you'd like. Top three. Okay. And y'all, do you know who I'm going to say is number one? This is tough. I don't know. Man. Probably yourself. <laughs> oh, me. Oh, yeah, that would do. <laughs> and you got to make top eight, man. You got a ninth. Yeah, you have a I ninth. I don't have one of those yet. Um... I have an old era one. I don't have a new era one. Yeah. I mean, I'm just on Limitless right now, scrolling, like, who, like top by the ranking, like, who hasn't made one yet. And actually, like, you're the highest rated person who's never made one, Neil. So. It's kind of jokes. I just jokes. You gotta step it up. Uh, gotta stop bubbling. Oh, uh, I have a good name for this. Josh Fernando. He's a very solid player from mm. Vancouver. I think he, he's got lots of top 32s, 16s. Uh, I think he is definitely a contender for this. Uh, who else? Oh, you know, Simon, actually, Simon Luong has zero modern era date, uh, top eights, so. He's like me, bro. He's, he's, we ha- we, we he's peaked no, too early. We peaked too early, man. All right, I'll, pick, I'll say Neil, Josh, and Simon. That's my short list of, of the names to look out okay. for. See, bro, I'd love to help you in this question, but I can't type because I have to unplug my keyboard to plug <laughs> in my webcam because my Mac is just jank, so I can't even look on Limitless. <laughs> but, okay, off the top of my head. All right, well, first, I'm getting my easy one out of the way. Justin Kim. Justin he's, Kim. <laughs> J-Star he's TCG. The of the question. <laughs> it's got to be him. Uh, other than that, I feel like most of our Canadians are, like, well-represented in the sense that, like, most of them that are very, very good have had, like, yeah. good finishes like that. Um, like, maybe not, like, regionals per se, but some ICs yeah. some like, whatever, whatever. I'm going to think about that one, and we're going to come back okay. to it, but I just need a second to think. Do you want some names I can throw out for you that you can consider? Sure. Okay, Jackson Ford, I think, is a name you can consider. Uh, Legally, I have. <laughs> He's on our team. Alan Zhu. <laughs> um, Al- Alan Zhu, good player. Hamza Khan. Yeah, Hamza Khan. Camille Kolotosti. Sorry, I was listening to our voice. No, for real, actually, like, Jackson's a great show. Yeah, Jackson, I think, is a good even one. If I, even if I didn't have to shut him up for legal reasons. Yeah. Jay, but, you know. Um, he He's due. He's due for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to think about it a bit, and we'll get back to it. Um, 
Kevin Clemente asks our boy. He's, he's always got the most like interesting replies to our stuff. You mean Mellow Magic, uh, Mellow Magikarp? Man like Mellow Magikarp. <laughs> what outside hobbies or games do you both enjoy that you believe have benefited your TCG abilities? Cool. Do uh, you want to go first, Sunil? I mean, everyone knows mine. You go ahead. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think similar to, to, to you and Neil, I play a lot of sports uh, growing up, and now I still do. Like, I play basketball twice a week. Um, and I think that's really good. It's a sense of, like, just being, like, physically active, I think, helps. Like, keep your mental sharp, keeps you feeling good. Um, I honestly try and, like, run, like, sometimes, like, the day before tournament or the morning of. Uh, I'm also into running. I like that. So, I guess just that in general. Uh, I coach basketball as well. I've coached my sister's team for the past, like, five years or something. So, they're under 18 girls now. It's my last year because uh, she's graduating. I think that helps a lot, you know, especially when I, like, coach. I coach a lot of people in Pokemon, so I think that helped me. Um, and then growing up, like, I started playing Pokemon around the same time I learned how to code. I thought that was really helpful for me. Um, I mean, coding is just, like, problem-solving, structuring stuff. I think it had a lot of overlap with Pokemon. And I think when I started to become a really good Pokemon player, it was actually around that time. I don't know if they're, <laughs> like, correlated, but I think that that's definitely they part of it. Are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think this is kind of a cop-out, but I'll say traveling's a hobby because of how much I travel to play Pokemon uh yeah, that's fair i think it gives me like a good appreciation and like gratefulness when i play pokemon so it's like even if i don't do well at tournaments like i'm just happy that i'm traveling having friends uh with me there yeah. so those are my my hobbies i'd say yeah and like mine are like mostly the same like i i i come every tuesday night before like we get on i'm playing soccer so i always have like my i gotta take a shower before i come on here <laughs> record myself all that stuff because my hair's just soaked um like monday tuesday thursday sunday friday i play soccer or coach so that stuff in terms of like a mental space helps a lot. Um, just kind of going through learning how to win. Like the, even just tonight, we had like a half hour game. Like we were down three, one, we came back one and tied at three, three, the last second. Like those are like character building things. So you learn how to win, you learn how to lose, yeah. you learn how to be confident within what you're doing too. So that stuff really helps. And then honestly, like other than the sports, there isn't a whole lot that has really attributed too much for me. Like the, what I studied in school doesn't really have anything to do with Pokemon, but it did teach me discipline. So I guess, that has to show for something. And then coaching soccer really helped me coach Pokemon too. So you kind of learn like what works with certain people, what doesn't work with other people and how to approach like different individuals. So yeah, that, that's, that's my little spiel. Yeah. Uh, Reed Casterlin asks, what's the better play for Knoxville Charizard or moon Charizard or moon? That is a good question. Um, I don't know to be honest. I feel my gut tells me it's actually moon since you have a good Tina matchup. Um, and you have like somewhat even matchups if you're not playing against Gardevoir, and I feel like Charizard also has somewhat even matchups if you're not playing against Gardevoir, but like probably a slightly unfavored Tina matchup. Um, but yeah. Charizard's really good into Maridon, which is always like played a lot day one, but it always falls off in day two. I don't know, they're pretty similar plays to be honest. Um, I'll probably just say Moon. But that's a bit of bias since I just don't like Charizard. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the opposite side. I think Charizard's a better play. Just because Moon, like, I think generally underperforms. Not so much about, like, the meta, more so just, like, what the deck is. <sighs> it feels like Moon has, like, that Tina syndrome. I disagree, like, bro. I feel like Moon is so consistent, like, compared to most of the decks in the format. It consistently, like, day twos. But, like, as far as, like, making a huge run, it hasn't really done that yet. I mean, like... It's only started seeing play like the last two regionals, and then in Charlotte, like mm -hmm. one made top eight, and then two other ones lost their way into top eight. So like I don't know, I felt like it was really doing well, and like just thinking of like what I would 
recommend for somebody that like I don't know like maybe I, I obviously don't know the skill level of this person at all but, <laughs> but like I always think challenging yourself is, is good right uh, challenging yourself to learn Charizard it's going to be good next format too I mean so is men so there is some benefit what's that so is men it is, but there's a 20% play difference right now between Charizard and Moon in Japan. Charizard's at like 30%, Moon's at like 10 Bro, you can't take Japan seriously. Like, you know that. <laughs> okay, it's true. I legally can't say that, but yeah. <laughs> Why can't you legally to. say that? Bro, every time they... I don't want to get canceled, every, dog. That's not getting canceled, bro. Like, every time I'm they... not taking any risks. Every time they have tournaments in Japan, or you see the deck list that come out of Japan, I'm like, they were cooking. I don't know if they were like cooking good food, but like they're always just doing stuff that's way different than the rest of the world. Um, I mean, like look at look at them for a while. Like I guess you could say they're ahead of the curve, but they were always like Tina is like S tier, like best deck, and like it would just never translate to like the West or like when the format started. Like they're like, oh Chen Pao is like S tier, like it's the best deck, and then it didn't materialize. I don't know. I don't know, bro. To me, like, respectfully, every time I look at those, like, results, I'm like, these guys are cooking drugs. Like, so, so, something's wrong out there. I don't know what these guys are eating, but, like, why is there, like, random stuff with these these decks? Did you see the list with, with Palkia, V-Star, Charizard EX, like, Comfy in it, like, Curlia? Bro, like, what is that? That's what I'm saying. Like, they're just cooking out there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, these guys are just bored, man. They're that's literally what... just bored. They're like, yo, how jank can I make this? I know. All right, on to the next. <laughs> I, I, we can go for hours about this because of how bad those lists are. <laughs> uh, Camille Kolotosti asked, and this was prompted by me on an outrageous uh, rant I went on the other day, um, is Patrick Mahomes the GOAT? And if you say yes, I'm hanging up. I don't even well, care. Well, no, you know who I think it is. It's Joe Flacco. Man. You're going to say Joe Flacco. <laughs> Elite <laughs> quarterback. <laughs> All right, the lights went out, but he was so bright. His lights are so bright that they still won. Yo, honestly, like... Uh, I don't want to say that has more merit than Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Come but on, it actually bro. has way more merit than it should. No, I think it is. W- oh, sorry, finish. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I think Mahomes is on like track to reach the goat level, but you just you can't say it prematurely yet. Like he's got to sustain this for like at least I don't know, like ten years or something. He has to do this within another system with another coach, like another like whole different thing. I don't know if he needs to do that. Time. I think he does. Tom Brady did it. I mean, bro, like Mahomes' career, the worst finish I think is losing in the conference finals. Like that's kind of crazy. I'm like, yeah, but his team is like incredible. I mean, this year it's not incredible. His team's pretty good. I mean, you just watch them play. Like you watch the other quarterback, and it's like Lamar Jackson well, throwing like interceptions with the game on the line. Or I'm watching well, like he had a quote. He had a quote like at the end of the AFC uh, conference game, and he was just like, "I felt like my defense was playing so good that I didn't really need to." take any risks i mean that's just being so humble started, bro. like playing like prime jimmy garoppolo like legit just like eight yard slants like we're gonna do like the most boring stuff possible to drain out the clock and it worked bro you just sound like so a hater I think right he's now he's a winner he's a okay I think he's a winner all right i think he's a winner but i don't think he's the goat no i don't think he's, he's the goat either but i but i think he has the potential i don't think he needs to do another system i think he, he he can do it if he just stays in one and he just racks up the accolades well if brady like finished his career in new england then i would agree with you but just because he went to Tampa and he did it, I was like, you know what? This kind of adds a whole layer to this whole other thing. I don't think that it does, was a bro. deadbeat franchise. Like, those guys had no idea what winning even was. Okay, so you're saying if Mahomes um, wins yeah. the next, like, 15 Super Bowls in a row, he's not the GOAT because he didn't do it in other systems? No, that's <laughs> obviously that's not what I'm saying. Like, within reason, dog. If he wins, like, I don't know, let's say three more rings. Yeah. Then I think he's the GOAT. But then like, he still has less than Brady if he does that, so then... 
Yeah, but I feel like just what he's done and what he's accomplished at a young age is pretty Yeah, insane. that's what I'm saying. Like, if he keeps it up, which I think he will, like, he could re- he could get there. But to say he's the GOAT right now is outrageous. I do think it's I agree with you. Outrageous. All right, next question. Next question. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I, dude, that would send me into a tirade if you let me. Uh, for uh, for Sablezard, I actually don't understand this question. It's from Ryan Bound. Uh, for Sablezard, Roaring Moon or no Roaring Moon? Oh, there's, I, I think, think he's asking if there's a build that plays Roaring Moon. Like, uh, gotcha. so I think no. I don't think you need it. Um, I mean, like, Roaring Moon's nice to reach some knockouts, but the only knockouts you're reaching is against, I guess, Mew and Charizard EX. Which I feel like you can probably figure out a way to deal with them, anyways. Like because since you're if you're trading with single prizes, you're trading like two for two into something that big, and then you can just pick off like the small things. So I don't think adding like unnecessary inconsistency to your deck because then you have to start playing Mirage Gates and a heavier count and stuff like that. So I would just stick to like the deck that or the build that Shamansky played at uh, Charlotte. Yeah, I agree. Like I think I think Sables are just good fundamentally. I don't think you really need to do much with it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, we're only like halfway through this, so let's keep rolling this off. Uh, this is an important one, actually. This is a very important one. And I, I say this from a personal standpoint, uh, to play VIP pass or not to play VIP pass in Gardevoir this weekend. So I think you and I are like the opposite. You play VIP. I don't play VIP. Uh, I actually didn't on the weekend. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. So, I mean, like, I don't feel strongly one way or another that it's better. I prefer playing no VIP because I just personally like fitting in more of the tech options. Um, Maybe this isn't, like, the right way to go. Like, my philosophy is, like, I like having the option to beat everything. So, like, I like fitting Turo into my deck. Like, I like fitting, like, Lumineon into my deck for more consistency. Like, I don't know. And, like, just later in the game, like, I like going for those big turns where, like, I draw those extra Fog Crystals, those extra Ultra Balls to, like, hit more energy in the discard. So, and I also find the format's slow enough where it's, like, I don't need to be, like, getting a bunch of rolls, like, turn one. I literally just need two rolls to Mirage Step, and I feel like I'm cooking. And... I do understand the concern that, like, prizing Mirage Step is really bad for the no VIP version. But that's going to happen to you, like, once every 10 games. And I'm like, okay, well, if that happens, it happens. You can still win if it happens. Like, you just have to play, like, a more normal Gardevoir deck. Because um, mm-hmm. Gardevoir, normally, you can go down two to three prizes and come back. So, I don't know. I, I, I like the slow approach. Um, I think most of the decks in the format are slow. Like, Charizard's slow. Giratina's slow. I mean, I guess people, I shouldn't say near. But even, like, new VMAX isn't that fast, like, putting that pressure on you. So, I think it's fine um that's why yeah. i like it and those are those are matchups you want to fall behind in anyway yeah exactly you don't really care so yeah like i don't know man i've been so torn for the last week just like what i want to do i think like i got punished twice in charlotte by not playing turo so i do think part of my rationale is like i want to fit in turo and the easiest way to do that is cut vip yeah i mean um, we saw gustavo he just got i forget what place he got at the regional but he played turo in his vip guardy it's possible yeah for sure yeah I just don't like cutting more consistency for it. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I, I don't like going below seven draw supporters. Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of at. And I got punished for not playing Turo and Charlotte. And then even in my League Cup this weekend in top four, like I had the game locked. And I got punished for not playing Turo again. Just put 200 on and passed. I was like, okay, well. Yeah. It has it has a lot more utility than people realize. Like, for example, against Giratina, like if you start something that's not Ralts, draw, cheer, mana fee, like it's actually really annoying because you want your board to be Mirage Step, Refinements, Mana Fee, Jirachi. So it cleans up your board. So if you start like Mew, you start like Greninja, you can still use it, clean it up. Like you're saying, if people try to like boss stall you, you can get out. In Mirror, for example, if your energies are spread, you can like Turo something, put the energies in the discard. Um, you can heal. Uh, I just think it's a solid it's card. for wiping EX at, at the end. Yeah, of the exactly. Game. Taking it off the board so that your opponent can't take two prizes. And obviously against Snorlax, like it's a huge card. So 
Yeah, I like. I really like playing. Like, if you look at like my LAIC build, like, um, like it plays not as many draw supporters, but it plays Luminion for Ultra Ball and the Pal Pad. And I just think they synergize really well together. If you're playing no VIP, so I suggest trying that package. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. I played. I played Fish for the first time on the weekend. I'm like in love with it now. Yeah, so. it's super good. Yeah, full disclosure, I think I'm probably not playing VIP this weekend. <laughs> um, all right, <laughs> next. Thoughts on Jackson Ford as, and this is this is an important one. Thoughts on Siakam leaving the Raptors, shocked face. Uh, I mean, it felt like it was inevitable this year. It's very sad. I mean, he was like the last really star of the championship team. Uh, and it sounds like the management just ghosted him, and he wanted to be here. So it's just a reminder that it's a cutthroat, cutthroat world in the NBA, um, that loyalty doesn't exist. So... I mean, I mean, it doesn't exist in like normal employers either. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's just sad. Like, true. Uh, I love Siakam. He's one of my favorite players ever. He hit like the game-winning basket. We won the championship. Um, I don't know. He was part of the greatest team ever here. He's a Toronto legend forever. That's my thoughts. That's our guy. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was inevitable, bro. Yeah. Right. Like it just it was gonna happen. And like honestly, the return at first I wasn't really too happy with, but now that I look at it, like you see Bruce play a little bit. Nawara might be the best player in the NBA. Like, <laughs> it is what it is now, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he went off tonight too. Yeah, so Siakam did really well. So, yeah. good for him, man. I, I just hope he, uh, I hope he finds happiness in yes. Indiana, which is <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but I hope he finds. It. <laughs> Uh, so what are each of your favorite Pokemon and each of your Super Smash Bros. mains? Who you main slash your fa- favorite Pokemon is says a lot about you. Mm. Okay. Uh, my favorite Pokemon is Blaziken or Torchic, to be honest. Like, I like both of them. Um, there's, like, my first starter. I just think it's cool. Uh, it's a fire chicken. It's pretty cool. It is a fire chicken. And then my Smash main is pretty boring. It's just Pikachu. Um, I mean, I feel like I just picked Pikachu because I like Pokemon. So whenever I play smash and he has very annoying yeah, abilities he's very easy like his like down smash is like he like spins and just like catches people in it so when people are trying to just like rolling nonsense uh i feel like his up b is very good like you can't get caught and then you get back to the stage his down b is yeah. very good for casual smash from my understanding like it's a bad ability and in, in competitive but for, for my level it's pretty good yeah <laughs> my favorite pokemon is whooper uh, I'd love to turn my camera, but I'm using a desktop. I've got like a bunch of whoopers in the corner. Uh, and then my Smash Bros. main actually changed. Like when I met my like current friend group, like these guys are the guys I went to university with. But like before that, I was like pretty casual. I like to do whatever I wanted, so I played with Kirby. Like so whoop 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 whoop, and then just down. <laughs> it's fun. But then I then I started playing with these sweats, bro. And these guys are like three stocking me with Kirby. I was like, okay, I can't be this guy. Like, I can't be getting <laughs> naked mild every time I play Smash. So I switched to Ike. Mm. and uh now i'm an ike main so nice take that as you will that probably says a lot about me and not in a good way but such is life um all right is this the last term for a while to follow the play what you've been playing guideline or do any new decks kind of push out others of the, out of the meta with Paldi and fates i assume is the question and travis holler uh one. yeah or maybe i think you meant rotation too but uh i mean yeah, I, I don't know i'm just insinuating i mean Paldian fates isn't going to change much so you can still play what you like rotation like i guess yes like gardevoir is probably dead mew is obviously dead uh rapid strike's gone i mean charizard's still good roy moon is still good maridon's probably fine tina is getting nerfed but it might still be fine so yeah if your deck is still fine yeah like if your deck isn't one of the decks that's surviving rotation then yes uh and if you like gardevoir it does survive rotation but it's way worse so yeah those are the decks. Bro, I'm coping. But, I'm coping so hard right now by saying that too. I mean, Chen Paolo, 
I mean, I said this about this set, but Champao looks like it's getting broken with the next set. So I am excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, damn, I got to switch over, man. Uh, it's funny because like I'm sure these questions and like everyone just knows we're Guardi mains, so like half of <laughs> them are just Guardi questions. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I mostly agree with you. I think I think this is this might be the last like play what you've been playing kind of tournament. Actually, I would say like everything up to rotation. Yeah. I think it's still a play what you've been playing kind of tournament. I don't think Moonlit Hill like does enough to really warp the meta that much. I and you already think Guardi is S tier, like, but no one's gonna play it. And that, that's the reality. Like, we're going to go to Knoxville, like, oh, Guardi's the best deck. And for the fourth term in a row, it's going to be underrepresented. I feel so. like it's actually going to see a lot of play this weekend. Because the meta is, like, insanely good for it. Like, Charizard is always the most popular so. deck. Good. Roaring Moon is going up in play. Good. Mew is going up in play. Good. Tina is, like, 50-50 at worst. Like, I think it's slightly favored. So, it's, like, the only bad matchup you have is Maridon. And, like, those don't even convert to day two. So, just dodge them, and I think you'll have a good time. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. <laughs> this is our <laughs> philosophy, because nobody else does. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, all right. what ro- uh, Josh Bennett asks, what rogue deck has the best chance of top eight? Rogue deck. I mean, if it's a rogue deck, I feel like I won't know what it is before I next top eight. But I guess... That's also my thought process. If we're going to go with, like, underrepresented deck, uh, I don't know, maybe that Lost Zone Glasses deck? Because I feel like now that Roaring Moon's there, Tropius is actually pretty good. Uh... I mean, hands is always good. Would you believe me if I told you a top four at Liverpool? Did it? Oh, sorry, top eight at Liverpool. Oh, okay, well then, my bad. <laughs> I already top eight it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's uh, another rogue deck? Like, Cloth? Like, I don't know. I, I think the safe answer is Arc Pile. Sure, yeah, let's go Arc Pile, actually. Yeah, that's a good answer. Yeah. Yeah, because there's there's an arc, there's two arc requazas that day two Liverpool mm. and top thirty two did that. Like it wasn't just like I think one made the winning in too. Yeah. Yeah. So like, bro, mm. arc pile is alive and well. Oh, actually, you know what? Or unfortunately, I saw, I was scrolling here on on Liverpool. Someone made day two with Reggie Drago Cherim. I saw that. That is fire, man. Hey, hats off, bro. Oh, it's not I'm even Reggie Drago V Star. It's actually sort of Reggie Drago like non. I just looked it up. It's a bunch of like those single prizes, like yeah. grass types as well. Zerud, cool. Wishiwashi, Wo Chen. Yeah, Zerud this is Sandstorm. Zerud Sandstorm. I love it. Shout out to yeah. uh, Joe Yeats. Shout out that guy. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, we have another Hunter Given also as VIP or no VIP Guardy for Nox. Yes, we're picking our brains. <laughs> uh, I think we're both on no VIP Guardy at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, what Andrew Moore asks, what's the deal with European Zard players playing two times uh, TM Devos in their decks at Liverpool? Is this an arms race? Will these horrors ever cease? Uh, I have no idea. What do you think? Why do you think they play double double Devo? <laughs> well, I mean, like, I feel like it's just a pretty card. I've never been a fan of TM Devo. It's like it's so situational, and like half the time it's such garbage. But like against Gazard, it's obviously really, really good. Yeah, so it's a mirror tech. If, yeah, if you really hate Zard and you want to play two of these, bro, by all means. Yeah. But just know those are two cards you could probably use to improve another matchup somewhere. Like, maybe even, like, if you want to play two, just cut the second one for, like, the Justified Gloves. I feel like that's also good. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, if but then... a mirror, like... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it kind of goes against the, like, game plan of, like, using the Devo, because you're supposed to hit everything with Devolve at the end, so... Yeah, I don't know. I feel better if, like, they didn't play Charmeleon at all, but now that they play Charmeleon, it's like, all right, who really cares? <laughs> Well, isn't that, right. isn't that fine well, still? Because you like just hit the Charizard and then take the prize or no? 
Are you? I mean, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. In that sense, yeah. But I'm thinking in the sense of like when you're like devoing at the end of games because you know they're out of rare candies. But I mean, if you play two, it kind of makes sense. Like, let's say they like rare candy Pidgeot, rare candy Zard. If you like devo them, they don't play Pidgeotto. So then it's like if they want to get another Pidgeot, they want to like candy another Zard. It's like that's like all their rare yeah. candies gone. So I don't know. And like that's what I mean with Charmeleon too, because like otherwise you could just lock them out of. The oh, game, I see like, what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't know. Right, well, it's interesting because like the- you're not getting one shot by their Charizard if you're at six prizes. So. Yeah. Will the horrors ever cease? I don't know. This shouldn't be a horror, I don't think. So that's my answer to that. <laughs> All right. Friend of the program, Marina Farah. Oh, asks, Marina Farah. Yeah. What is your favorite Pokemon memory slash best friendship story spent together playing Pokemon throughout the years? And why is it a standout? And like, to be honest, Marina, I'll keep it a buck. Most of these we can't say on air, but carry on. <laughs> I mean, this is a very wholesome question, Daniel. It is. It is. Uh, I don't have very wholesome answers. I feel like most of my answers are wholesome, bro. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of some some wild stuff, man. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Neil. Certain <laughs> people smoking darts outside your house. Okay. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> stuff <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> okay, but that's not a wholesome, and good memory. Okay. That, it wasn't us. <laughs> yeah, no, that was not me, or Neil. Uh, <laughs> we don't smoke darts. Ah, but... <laughs> uh, for me, I'd say kind of like a cop out but i just enjoy like traveling together like i always enjoy car rides to tournament i think they're really fun like i don't know, just like yeah. chopping it up like reminiscing um i really loved one of my favorite is when we went to uh fogo de chow like last year and we had marlo as our waiter oh yeah. and we were just like yeah. best friends with this waiter at fogo de chow like he was hanging out with us like drinking with us taking photos that was a good memory um I don't know, we went to Worlds. Yeah, we went to Worlds together for the first time. That was nice. I feel like we worked together that whole year. We both leveled up. When we played top four of nationals, we were having a good time. That was jokes. <laughs> that was jokes. That was my answer. Yeah? Okay, sorry, I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like totally going crazy on that stream, not thinking there was audio, and later finding out there was audio and people were listening to what we were saying the whole time. Like that's like goaded story. That is a goaded story. <laughs> Honestly, it's beneficial for us in our professional careers that that has since been taken down. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, how old were we back then? Like 13, 14? This was in 2013. Yeah, so, so I would have been, been 14. I would have been 14, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, um, yeah my, honestly, man, like, I agree. Like, just kind of going around. We're going to do it again this weekend. Like, we're just going to, <laughs> going to Nashville the Yeehaw for a weekend. So it's always a good time. Uh, I, I did enjoy Pitch and Putt. That oh, that was a really good time, too, actually. In Vancouver yeah, Regionals. So anyone listening that's going to Vancouver Regionals, the big park, it's called Stanley Park. It's it's really nice. Like, one of the nice, because it's on the ocean. Like, you can rent a bike and, like, do the hole. It's called the seawall. But they have, like, a pitch and putt where it's, like, every hole, it's, like, a golf course. It's, like, 50 to 100 yards. You can rent the clubs. Like, it's really fun. Highly recommend if you're going to Vancouver this year. Yeah. For all 50 of you who got in, I <laughs> recommend you go. go. <laughs> Don't all go at once. <laughs> uh, where do we see these decks post-rotation with the card pool that we have? And the decks are... Zardiax, Maridon, and Guardi in brackets coping. Okay. Uh, Guardi is definitely cope. You have to play it with Drifloon probably or Screamtail, which seems bad. <laughs> um, and you're losing like Arcana, which is just like so big. Like that's just like drawing cards. Um, I mean, you keep refinement, but I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be a tier. I don't even know if it'll be a tier two. It might be a tier two deck. I'll say bottom of tier two. Maridon, this is Flaffy, but we're already seeing like a Peony build, like kind of like go to one one Flaffy. So I think the deck is probably okay. It's probably gonna go even more aggro. Like I think that's just the direction. And then Charizard, I don't even know what Charizard loses. Like I feel like it keeps like almost all its cards. 
Um, it's so good. And it gets the Poffin card, too, to replace VIP. So I think Charizard just stays yeah. the same. Yeah, I think Zard is, Zard is BDIF for me, for sure, going to UIC. Uh, I actually have a different take on Maradon. I think it's dead. You think it's dead? I think it's going to be... Yeah, I just from looking at meta shares and stuff and just like thinking about it logically, like to me, I just don't see how it can compete at right now. Like it goes back to kind of it reverts to the old Maradon where you're just like two, 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 just willing to just to die over and over. And I feel like that's where we're at again. So uh, I hope I'm wrong, uh, but we'll see. Uh, Guardy is definitely dead, though. Sad face. <laughs> uh, Connor Chiapetta asks, how many are in day two? Uh, and I assume he means Knoxville. OK, so I mean, how many people are playing in Knoxville, like 1800 or something? I think like 15, 15? Yeah, sure. I'll so s- like 150 day two players. I'll say four Arceus. Really? Why, you think that's high or low? No, I'm going to 12, bro. 12? 12. No, there's no way, bro. There, there's a lot of Arceus running around. Okay, wait, let me look at Charlotte. How oh. many made day two? One, two. Look at Liverpool. Liverpool's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Charlotte, we had six. That's actually not bad, but that was a huge tournament. Liverpool, we had seven. Four so far. Oh, wow. There's like four in the top 32 and then nothing till the very bottom. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Arceus is like bad against Roaring Moon and it's bad against Gardevoir. And it's like not even Mm. that good against Giratina. I'm thinking about the Gardevoir matchup. I don't think it's that bad. Moon for sure. Gardevoir, I think, is winnable. I don't know. Gardevoir just like wipes the floor with you. They one shot everything. They just judge path repeatedly and eventually you just get cheesed out i mean like the thing with guard about this is once you're set up like judge doesn't do anything i'm just like refinement refinement mm-hmm. arcana arcana and like they can't Fox is scary though that is true but i mean like rcs doesn't play a way to one shot like your guard ex so it is actually pretty difficult for them to take two prizes but they do now with what cause of emax our cause of emax that i'm taking three prizes bro actually but i guess it doesn't yeah, matter if they don't put another three prize or no play <laughs> i don't know i've always been like an rcs hater even when the deck was like objectively like tier one um yeah, but I I also now find myself to be a hater, but the stats are so good that I think it'll always be kind of relevant. Yeah. Um. All right. So, what met uh Michael Kahutich? I'm sorry, I definitely butchered that. I tried. Uh, people butcher my name all the time too. It's cool, and yours actually. Yeah. Your CRN. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's calm. We're used to it. <laughs> uh, what meta decks are you looking forward to playing post rotation? See, pal, baby, give me that prime catcher and the uh. The coder card that puts two on top. I mean that. Shocking. That'll answer. be that'll be. I mean, I just I mean like I want to play C Pal this weekend because it's just fun. But I'm like I know it's. And I think objective. you should. I think I probably should too. I mean, but then I can't like play Gardevoir again. So it's like you know. That's why we have Vancouver. That's true, but I mean like I feel you don't like fifty six people to get in, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but what if I save Chen Pao for Vancouver since it's a Canadian deck? So I got to save it for the Canadian tournament. It could work, but Guardy gets better in Vancouver, and we both know you're going to look at Moonlit Hill and be like, nah, I'm playing. No, but if Guardy gets better and more people play Guardy, that's even more reason to play Chen Pao. It's actually true. <laughs> that's actually true. Yeah, Chen Pao is actually like a deceivingly tough matchup for Guardy. Yeah. I mean, um, on paper, like, Chen Pao is like busted matchups. And then you play the deck, and you're like, all right, I'm Pokey Stuffing turn one. Like, yeah. give me a VIP. Right. <laughs> they killed my beats. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see yeah i i think i mostly agree with you i think i might hop on the cpow train yeah we'll see. what other deck is uh, yeah, i don't even know what other decks are good i mean like maybe the tdk deck might be fun oh the dawn fan deck TDK might be fun well. the great tusk yeah it's doing pretty well great tusk mill might be fun i'm excited to try that one uh yeah i'll say great tusk mill and cpow those are my two 
Yeah, I agree. Let's, let's just say that. Uh, Jose Padilla asked, thought about thoughts about pineapple on pizza. Pineapple. I mean, I don't order pineapple on pizza on any of my go-to pizzas. But, like, I don't hate it. Like, when it's on a slice, I'm like, okay, it's, it's not bad. It's just not my go-to. I think it's whack. I just I just don't get it, man. It's like, sweet and savory, You're putting bro. pineapples on. Bro, like, let's just slice up some oranges and some peaches and nah, throw that different. on it, too. It's the, the sweetness level of pineapple is nice. Also, you know, like, what, yeah. who even started this debate? Like, why did pineapple get singled out to be, like, this big debate? Because bro? there's people like me who are, like, really, like, passionate antis. So you create this, like, discourse. See, but, like, why are you being, like, a hater? But I feel like it's something that, like, doesn't affect your life if someone likes pineapple on pizza. Like, why are people getting bent about pineapple bro, pizza? I'm not the one. I'm not the one asking. I'm just delivering my opinion. No, I know. I'm just giving my take. I don't understand why it's a big thing. I don't know either, but I'm I'm here to say that it's whack, bro. It's like when people tell me that, like, I don't know, bro. Like, just, like, some things just don't belong together. Like, I have a boy who, like, every time we order pizza, he's like, yo, y'all got ketchup? I'm like, what? Yeah, that, no, that's, that's, ketchup. no. Like, I, I I genuinely do not like ketchup. Like, I think it's just. It's, See, that's a hotter take than Yeah, like, it's pie. just, no, it's not for me. But, again, if, if just, people, people like what they like, I'm not eating it. Not my problem. It's true. Fair enough. Uh, Patrick asks thought on thoughts on the winning Liverpool list cutting a cram, and if you don't mind, I'll take the lead on this. Yeah, one. you're the new expert on this pod. I was gonna defer to you anyways. Well, <laughs> well it's funny because I actually have a limitless entry with three cram in the Mew list. So <laughs> it's it's uh, the reason why I think it's fine is because it's win more. The card has always kind of been win more, and like yeah, cram is a sick card, but the way that deck was kind of built like at least his build specifically was like he's playing these two fusions he's playing one elisa like there isn't a whole lot of like movable cards so to speak like a lot of cram targets in general Mm -hmm. and especially since now that you can't cram tools and he plays six of them uh i think it changes a lot so i think three cram is fine it's a win more card so i was cool with it yeah that makes sense to me um Oh, do you not think though you you kind of want cram for those matchups where you need the Elisas? Because like if they spirit tomb you, like your only outs are like the one Elisa or like the four or three cram in this case. Yeah, it plays triples four stone. So I think that's, that's true, actually. So you have more outs. Reason for that yeah, one. it's probably fine. I mean, yeah, looking at his list, like I don't know what else I'd cut. Like the rest are all like consistency cards or like you need box to have a chance against Gardevoir or Charizard. Dude, even. You'd probably be Palpad. That's a really interesting inclusion. But I mean, yeah, you won originals and I didn't so. I feel like Palpad's been in Mew for a while, like that or Silene, right? It's, I don't know, Palpad really clunks up your hand sometimes. That is true. Yeah. You start with it, you're in trouble. Actually, if, uh, like, but then, like, sorry, you, I was going to say, if, if this is off topic, but if anyone wants a really cool, like, Pokemon, like, stats video, like, uh, Steph and Eric's had made one on, like, the odds if you Palpad something back in a Mew deck, like, how much it increases your odds of drawing stuff. So go watch it. It's called Stefan's Classroom. That is interesting. It's actually, I love his YouTube channel. Very good. He's a stats professor and he does, like, Pokemon scenarios. I know, that's just one of the videos I watched with him, so it pops into my head. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Last question. Aaron Davis asks, is Moon a real deck? I think we already answered this. I think the answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is 100% yes. It is a real deck. Yes. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who asked this stuff. It always makes our episodes more interesting. Yeah, it's fun. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. I enjoy it. Um, Just to wrap up this episode, like it's 1224. I got to go to bed. I'm I'm an old man. Uh, <laughs> what are what are your thoughts going to Knoxville? I know we're gonna say the same thing we always say, like, oh, the meta is the same, oh, blah, well, blah blah blah. But like, yeah, sorry. I was gonna say it's a little. I think it'll be a little bit different than we're used to. I mean, like we saw, like Roaring Moon's like a real deck now that we didn't have for the past like I don't know, like five tournaments before Charlotte. 
Um, so, like, I actually think Roy Moon might even be, like, the third most popular deck. Like, I'm going to guess it's going to have, like, a 12 to 13% meta share. I think it'll take on spot. Um, I think Gardevoir is going to go up. It was, like, 7.5% last week. I think it'll go up to, like, I think it'll be, like, 10 or 11. I just think the meta is so good for it, and people will recognize that. Um, Charizard, no matter what, just gets, like, 17% meta share. I don't know why or how, but Charizard will maintain that, I think. And I feel like Maradon might go down a bit. It hasn't been doing well lately, and I just feel like people might switch to Roaring Moon. I feel like they're similar deck archetypes. Uh, and Tina will yeah. stay at like the 13 to 15% range, I think. I think Mew goes up a little bit. I think Moon goes down. Or sorry, Moon goes up, Maradon goes down. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, as for Gardevoir, bro, like last, like like I said, like last like four tournaments, it's been the clear-cut best deck you can play. And people just aren't doing it for one reason or the other. And like I understand there's a high skill ceiling for it, and that is something to consider. I guess it ties. That's the problem, right? Like, it's really hard. You have to win most of your sets 2-0. So, like, you're, like, mm -hmm. there's less margin for error with the deck where, like, you draw poorly in a game or something. Um, so That's also, like, part of my decision within, like, VIP versus no VIP. Um, like, because the VIP version is just faster. Like, you can just do things a little bit faster. You don't have to take that extra turn to set up, which... It doesn't take a whole lot of time, but, like, uh, it, it can add up, right? I mean, but even with the VIP version, like, your ideal turn two is normally still Mirage Stepping. But, like, yes, like, if you need to play a faster game plan, you can pivot to that. Like, put the Mew, go for the candies. Like, towards list, I saw I played like, three rare candy. Uh, so he's, like, speeding yeah, it up a bit. That. What's funny is, like, within my VIP build, I probably Mirage Step once every five games. Oh, really? Games. I actually don't step. Hmm. I, I really don't enjoy it because... If I'm playing against Zard or something, my first target, or maybe not Zard, uh, against like Tina, for example, my first thing is to get immune active and dig for a candy. Like, I'm always trying to go kind of aggro with Cresselia. Yeah. And that's always kind of how I play the deck. So, like, for me, I think it makes a big difference. For like most players, I think stepping is still optimal a lot of the time. I just don't do it. Like, I, yeah. I do it sometimes, I don't do it all the time. <laughs> like, but there's definitely merit to both ways. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. Yeah, if that's people's uh, decision, think about it like that. If you can play fast, you can play the non-VIP. If uh, Well, the other thing is, too, like, all of Liverpool fl played VIP, so it's another thing to consider. I mean, it just comes down to personal preference, to be honest. Like, I, I, even though I play no VIP, like, like I'm saying, like, I don't think, like, it's better. I just prefer playing it that way. Uh, yeah, but, like, I mean, yeah. we've had these conversations off-air a lot, too, where we're like, which one's better? And we're just like, eh, they're both fine. Yeah. So <laughs> I honestly haven't played VIP Guardi in, like, a long time. Like... I uh, I took a long break after switch. LAIC. Like literally, I had the, my like deck in my box. I'm like, all right, I'll just play. I keep playing this. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. actually, Charlotte was my first one since LAIC as well. We both took a long ass break. Yeah, the Minox was my first um, big event in like three months, so I'm excited. That's crazy. I think the other thing too is like if you're on the fence of like a, a card, like I am, like with Tarot, it's almost better to not play VIP if you're on the fence because you can just fit in more stuff. Yeah. So, if you're just like, hey, I want to play this card, that card, and that card, all right, whatever. Just dump the VIPs, man. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, yeah, I think I think Tina's still in a great spot. Zara's yep. still in a great spot. Like, all these decks are still going to show up. Yeah. Um, generally, like, it seems like these, like, middle-of-format regionals just kind of deviate towards the top decks anyways. Mm -hmm. um, the percentages just keep getting higher and higher and higher. People see results. So, over and over, you're just going to see the same decks until march when you see the same deck again because there's only one deck getting better so nothing really changes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh, you i know we've been saying the format's kind of boring but like i actually still enjoy the format i think it's still fun like there's still a good variety oh, of decks healthy. yeah it's healthy like there's something for everyone so i still like it this has been the healthiest format i think i've seen in a long long time 
Yeah. Like, there's just so many good decks. And, like, we had a conversation about this, too. Like, how we went from, like, S-tier Lugia slash Palkia slash Mew at one point to, like, this. Yeah. And, like, it's you refreshing. compare this to where we were at last year, night and day. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so, I, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be something to complain about. I don't think right now is one of those times where... I'm complaining too heavily, at least. It's, a, it's fun. We're having fun. Different decks are winning. It feels like the better player wins most of the time as well. Yeah. Um, I find there's a lot of, fun. like, really intricate games. since Like, there's a lot of slower matchups, so they, they're more drawn out, which I really enjoy. Yeah. I'm just looking right now at the uh, at Knoxville of last year, what the meta shares were. <laughs> Actually, it was way more balanced than I thought it was. Was it? Uh, it was 30, 33% Lugia, 11% uh, Law Zone, 11% Vigavolt, 11% Regis, 11% Mew. Hmm. Which is kind of shocking. I mean, honest. like, yeah, you had Lugia, but it seems like the other decks were all, were all sharing. Yeah. There, I, don't, I actually don't know if this is a real thing, because at the bottom of it, I'm looking at it, it says Raikou and Articuno. I don't even know what that means. Well, there's that Articuno deck Raikou. with Inteleon, right? And then, like... Uh... Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out, what is Raikou? What the hell is this? It's Reggie Lucky oh. VMAX with Raikou, bro. No, no, no. I remember what this was. This was like a Vikavolt counter box. I just played higher counts of Raikou than Vikavolt. No, I clicked on the deck. It's straight up a Raikou v Reggie Lucky deck. We're looking at a different one. No, I clicked on it, bro. The one from Knoxville. Oh, I was looking at the one from Baltimore. Yeah, you're right. This is uh, a very interesting deck this person built here. That's pretty cool, bro. He got <laughs> six, top 64. Hey, respects, man. Respects. But yeah, that's uh, I guess we're in a in a better place now for sure. So, yeah. just with that in mind, uh, everyone in Knoxville, best of luck this weekend. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's a very interesting venue with absolutely zero cell service. So y'all be well. Uh, <laughs> if you need nine one one, run upstairs fast. <laughs> get some service. Uh, other than that, yeah, have fun in Knoxville. It's a fun city. Um, if you're flying into Knoxville, have fun. The airport's tiny. If you're flying into Nashville, go yeehaw on Broadway. <laughs> Everything else to. To add into that one? No, it's my first time in Knoxville, bro. So I'll have to add it to my like regional city tier list at the end. It's good. I think it'll be actually pretty high up. Like, what are you predicting? Like a B tier type thing? Yeah, like a B C tier. Okay, like okay. That. Yeah, that's that's where my vibe is. I know is how at. critical we'll you are of, of of these cities, so I, I have to keep that in mind. Well, I feel like I'm very fair in my judgment. Like, you just hate all of them. I don't hate all of them, bro. There's so many in A and S tier, bro. <laughs> like, bro, uh, if they're sentimental reasons, like Fort Wade is in my A tier, even though objectively that, okay, that, it shouldn't be in my A tier. <laughs> all right, Baltimore's my S tier. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, y'all, be well. See you in Knoxville. Take Peace. it easy. I just think it's jokes, bro. I've been there like four or five times. I know. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That was like a not serious episode. Bro, I thought for, I thought you were going to name drop Estrada for a second when you bring up the darts. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'm going to send it. It'll take a while because it's a video, but I'll send it over.